The following is a basketballnews.com production. And welcome back to another episode of Dishes and Dimes. My name is Sidra, and I am joined here by Kelsey and Sandy. And we um, are recording right after the Lakers won the 2020 NBA Finals. Uh, so how do you feel about this, guys? What are your thoughts watching the game? That was a very boring game. I felt very bad for Jimmy and Co. And I think it was kind of, you know, we talked about this before we started recording, but kind of the whole intention of restarting the season was to give LeBron and the Lakers another win. So it's exactly what I expected. I don't really feel particularly happy for any of them. It's not, you know, it's not the underdog story that they're painting it out to be. Yeah, pretty much. I I mean, after the second quarter, you kind of knew where it was going, you know, they were blowing them out. The, the Heat couldn't figure out their defense. Their offense was stalling. It was just a little bit of a mess. LeBron could do any and everything he wanted to do on the floor. And um, it, it just got to a point where you kind of knew that LeBron wasn't going to let there be a game seven. Um, I really feel for Jimmy and Spo. I have so much respect for that team because I did not think it would go to game seven, six. Sorry. Um, when the series started, I was so sure it was going to be a sweep. Um, but, you know, the Heat, through all the injuries and all the the, the different lineups, they, they managed to, um, to fight. I really respect that team. I really didn't think they were as good as the regular season was showing them to be, and uh, they proved us all wrong. So respect to Miami. Um, I guess congratulations to the Lakers. Um, I guess <laughs> we knew it was happening. Um, they're going to say it's for Kobe. The narratives are going to be really irritating tomorrow. I'm not going to turn on my TV and yeah. And then we're no longer reigning champions. So that kind of sucks too. Oh my God. We're no longer reigning champions. No longer reigning champions. Whatever. It was still the best year. Um, I was like, I was so bored throughout the entire thing. It was just hard to pay attention like at one point um I think it was Mo on Twitter was like yo this game is boring who wants to play among us and like 10 Raptors Twitter people like joined an among us game and they're like we'd rather be doing this than watching this boring ass game going on it was literally more exciting to like watch paint dry it was it was so boring what what other um what uh NBA finals do you think was like more boring than this or has there been one yet I think this one is probably the most expected outcome. I don't think there's one yeah. that's been as like on paper mismatched. I mean, the Heat put up a lot more of a fight than I expected them to. I expected them to come out yeah. of the East, but I felt like whoever came out of the East outside of Toronto obviously wouldn't have really had a chance against the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. So props to Kelsey for being like literally one of the only voices early on saying the Miami Heat are coming out the East. So, <laughs> yeah, because uh... she knows all. <laughs> Nah, I was not expecting it. I was, I was even in the bubble. I was just disrespecting them. I was just like, okay, why are these fraudulent heat like still in the picture? Like, when are they gonna exit left? And then they never did. So, shout out to Kelsey. <laughs> I just knew it when they got Jimmy Butler. I said, okay, yeah. Jimmy Butler is like heat culture personified. 
So if this doesn't work out, then there's absolutely no hope. But (laughs) and they exceeded everybody's expectations because I feel like most people had Boston, Milwaukee, which like obviously that didn't turn out well for either of those teams or the Raptors. Um, So props to the Heat. Like Heat, they did such a good job. Congratulations, Jimmy and Bam. Did you guys watch this, uh, like the award, like the trophy ceremony? No, I was too bitter about one of the more I winning a ring to watch anything. (laughs) It was like at one point, LeBron got the, well, he got names, obviously the finals MVP. And then he was like doing his spiel, which is like, great. Good for LeBron. Like you worked really hard. But at one point he's like, the, the, the Lakers deserve more respect and he deserves more respect. And I'm like, in what world are the Lakers and LeBron James not respected in the NBA? Like, I was so confused. Who's more respected than the Lakers? You know who needs more respect? All the teammates that you traded away to get Anthony Davis, LeBron. If you want to talk about respecting the Lakers, maybe you should respect your ex-Lakers who were very, very early on into their NBA careers and you shipped them off to Siberia, a.k.a. New Orleans, my other favorite (laughs) team, but... So that you could have Anthony Davis, another top five player beside you. So don't act like you are A, hard done by, B, underdogs, or C, disrespected in any way. Tell him, Kelsey. He literally shipped everybody off. So I don't know what he's talking Again? About. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's really hung up on the MVP. And it's just, I think that's more so, I think what he's doing with that little speech there is setting himself up for next season. Um, whenever next season happens, um, I think he really wants to drive the narrative that for whatever happens next season, he deserves the MVP. Um, I feel I like every year he says on, he deserves the MVP. Right. And I think depending on how he plays, um, if it comes up between him and Giannis winning the MVP, there's going to be a lot more narratives for um, LeBron to win because Giannis, as we've seen, hasn't been able to do anything during um the um post season um or the playoffs sorry and um i saw i think lebron's just setting himself up for you know that 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 battle he's going to probably have against Giannis next season depending the difference is though Giannis doesn't have didn't get the opportunity to hand pick his superstar cast around him yeah yeah no a hundred percent and that's why it it frustrates me when LeBron does stuff like this because it's like yeah yeah okay I understand Giannis hasn't really proven himself in the playoffs we get that fine but his team was a historically great team during the regular season he was playing like 20 minutes a game and beating the crap out of every team he played they were on pace for like 73 was it something like 69 wins this season or something? This isn't like he didn't get the MVP for shits and giggles. He got the MVP because he deserved it. Mm -hmm. And it's that simple. And I I think it's kind of disrespectful for LeBron to keep undermining this award that he got deservingly. He, he, he played and he won and he was the best player in the league. And it's, that's, it's that simple period. Yeah. I feel like LeBron's been doing this for so long, though. Like, not to say that he's not arguably the best player, obviously, in the, uh, like, league right now, but uh, of all time. But 
I remember when Steph got his like second unanimous MVP. Yeah. Um, when he like gave this speech about what it means, uh, what the word unanimous actually means and what MVP really means, and how he was just like essentially talking shit about Steph. And I was like, it's just dude, you're just kind of bitter. Like you're you're LeBron James, you have so much going for you. <laughs> just relax, <laughs> you'll be fine. It's like a comparative, like I think he's chasing a ghost that he's not going to catch up to because his career he's on the back end of his career as great as he's playing right now he's continuing to play he'll be able to play because of the way he takes care of his body for years to come but he knows that he's on the back end of his career and if he's chasing these like Jordan ghosts um, he may not be able to to catch up and I think he's very aware of that so he wants to set up the narrative so he has the best possible opportunity to get as close as he possibly can yeah. Um, and I think that's what it that's what it comes down to it boils down to he wants to be known as the greatest player to ever play um, so I get I get it he's competitive he doesn't like losing I get it but you're doing entirely too much like just <laughs> accept your championship and go got finals MVP like you wanted you're gonna have the Nike commercials for you you're good to go you're Gucci the Gatorade enough. or the Sprite <laughs> it's enough it's actually enough. I'm so tired of the season. I'm saying so, that now, but I'm gonna regret. I'm gonna. I'm gonna regret it when we have no basketball for the next year. So, do you think the first thing that LeBron James is when he gets home is like sit down with Bronny and have a talk about like uh, drug use <laughs> marijuana? Like, what do you think the first thing he's gonna do when he gets home? He's probably gonna be like, "Don't do that shit on live." Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, keep that to like your- keep it to the backyard. <laughs> You know, not everything needs to be on the internet. Like, God damn, Bronny. Bronny's sweating right now as we speak. He's like, Dad's coming home. I'm going to take trouble. Zuri, save me. Like, hide. Hide me somewhere. Okay, well, enough about the Lakers. Congratulations to the Lakers. I don't know if any Lakers fans listen to us. They probably don't, but congrats. They won't after that. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) They just turned it off. exited out of uh, Spotify or whatever, but congratulations to you guys. What an interesting season. Um, but <laughs> Sorry. Interesting. <laughs> Very calculated season. Congratulations, Adam, Adam Silver. Silver. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Adam. You got what you wanted. I was so confused when nobody was watching the games. He's like, LeBron's going for his fourth. Why is nobody watching? We're tired. I said this up perfectly. Isn't this what you guys wanted? We're tired. It's enough. Okay? Stop trying to finesse everything. I'm tired. Anyway, moving on. So, yeah, moving on, we want to recap the one of the most probably interesting um, NBA seasons we've had in a really long time. The season was really out of the ordinary. So we want to recap our personal top five moments of the 2020 NBA season. Um, now, this doesn't have to be like things that you loved, but things that happened that you're always going to remember. Um, so I'll ask you guys what your top five moments of the 2020 NBA season are. I'll stop with um, your first one. Does anybody want to go first? What was the first thing you're really going to remember? Coronavirus. <laughs> nah, um, the season just ending. Like, like, Gobert, yeah. Gobert 
you know, doing what he did with the mic. And then all of a the sudden, mic smash. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> we don't have a season, and we don't know when we're gonna be able to watch basketball again. And I was just like really confused. Like, is the world coming to an end? Um, and then having like three months where we had literally nothing to talk about on this pod, so we just really just made up stuff to talk about. <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, it was like. It was it was crazy that whole period where we didn't know if and when we would see basketball again and how it all happened to now Mitchell doesn't even want to Donovan Mitchell just wants to chuck deuces he doesn't even <laughs> want to see him anymore it's just it's been you know even just like Pascal playing amazing and then coming back from the from from that period and just forgetting how to play basketball is just so much happened. <laughs> like, what? Don't remind me. The coronavirus. Coronavirus. Is my yeah. Favorite. Honestly, I think that might be my most memorable one too. Just because. So it was like my first year being able to cover the G League in person, and the night that the NBA ended because Rudy Gobert had tested positive. Um. Stanley Johnson was down with the Raptors on a five getting some runs in and he had just played the jazz like a couple days before. And I was like talking to him. So I had to quarantine myself in my bedroom for like four days to make sure that Stanley Johnson didn't have a positive test and didn't give me coronavirus. Oh my gosh. I remember you quarantining (laughs) me again. just like stuck in my room. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, I remember. I completely forgot that. Oh my God. Yeah, no, that totally happened. But also, like, it, um, on top of that, the beef between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, that was pretty, that got us through some lonely, quiet times on NBA Twitter. <laughs> Nothing was happening, but they were fighting, so. Did the Jamal Murray video happen during that period where there was no basketball? Yes. Is that your number four? Yeah, that's <laughs> Jamal Murray video. <laughs> that I remember. Okay, Jamal. Dude, I woke up in a panic. I just saw Jamal Murray (laughs) trending on Twitter. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like, what happened? Did he get injured? So I, like, Googled it. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is saved on my phone. (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) It was wild. Oh, what a time. (laughs) It did him good, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No comment. So, no, I was going to say, oh, never mind. <laughs> Kitchener's finest. Kitchener's finest. That's hilarious. Uh, um, so I think one of my top moments um, is the entire story of the LA Clippers. And I know, I know, Kelsey, that you like Patrick Beverly. So I do. But when he, oh, it was like what, summer league time when him and like Lou Will were like in a casino or something and they made it this video and they posted it online and they're like, don't talk to us. Prices just went up. Don't talk to us. Why in Paul sign? And then what happened, dude? What happened? What happened, what happened to your story? Why aren't we allowed to talk to you anymore? What happened, Pat? So what? that was one of my top. He's been silent. He hasn't had a word to say. The best part of that, though, is like the Clippers, they thought that they were like this sure thing. 
And then halfway through the season, they had to acquire the other Morris brother. And like, could you imagine being Kawhi? And you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, I thought I thought this was like a clear path. And now I got to deal with this fucking guy. Oops, sorry. <laughs> We're grownups. We can swear. <laughs> so you got to pick Lou Williams up from the strip club. And then you got to like re- rain in a he Morris brother. He went to get chicken wings. <laughs> he went to get chicken wings. Like what's funny about it is I think what makes it even more hilarious is the way that Kawhi finessed his way out of Toronto to go on the Clippers and the way that the Clippers decimated their whole future to get Kawhi and PG only for them to exit the playoffs the exact same time we exited the playoffs it's like literally God. but we have a future and they don't (laughs) it's literally God saying hmm I don't consider myself a bitter ex, but oh my god, when I was watching that happen, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, that's what you did to me. Oh, you thought she was special, huh? You thought she was special? (laughs) The irony of of it coming out that, like, he said that he didn't feel like the Raptors could win another championship. This roster as constructed can win a championship. Which, I mean, you mean? You know, we did it, <laughs> but... But neither did you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what did he say We're about... We're in What did he say about, like, playing for, like, a, a championship caliber, like, coach or something? Oh, right. He said that he wanted a championship caliber coach, too. All right. Well, enjoy. You know, we actually haven't heard from Uncle Dennis, either. He had every... He he was just just talking now all of that all of a sudden it's radio silence yeah so. uncle dennis is uncle cricket <laughs> <laughs> uncle dennis might have played us worse than quiet played us honestly you could tell Masai hates that bad with everything <laughs> inside of him <laughs> he takes that back. he's like fuck that fuck that back. oh okay so yeah no um shout out to the clippers for making this whole playoff mess worth it it was, so fun. it was so just fun. just went up. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I still love you. If you want to come back when and leave the mess you created. Yeah, write us free. a five-page double-space essay about how you'll never make that mistake again and how you're sorry. Um, and then like get it peer-edited, and then you can come back to us. <laughs> we still love you. We still love you. You'll still get that condo for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your optimum points never expire, baby. Come home. <laughs> They're also PC plus points now. I don't know if you know about that. <laughs> we can teach you. <laughs> okay. Is there um, another moment of the 2020 NBA season that you won't forget this year? Um, watching the Heat's future is really fun for me. Like, they're all yeah. so young and they're all so scrappy and they all seem to, like, the way that the Raptors mesh together, I feel like the Heat do as well. And so I think it's going to be a battle between those two teams for the East for the next few years to come, at least. And that's going to be really exciting to watch. Just two very similar, but very, very different teams that have both bought into their original culture or their like unique cultures. So it's not, I guess it's not necessarily 2020, but it's something to look out for in 2021 and on. Mm-hmm. For sure. I feel like the Eastern Conference, because of those teams, are are going to be so interesting and entertaining to watch. So I'm excited to see the Eastern Conference for sure. Yeah, no, that's going to be exciting. Um, 
I think for my next 2020 moment is OG's kind of story coming full circle. Um, that yeah. shot that he hit to uh, essentially take us um, to the next game was just, I, I like, I don't think anything made me happier this season than seeing OG in that moment, because if there's anybody on this team that deserves to have a moment, it's OG. Yeah. Um, knowing what LeBron did to him two years ago and not being able to play because of injuries and personal issues and, and just knowing that he missed out on the opportunity to play alongside Kawhi um, really actually like see what that would look like. Um, and then to kind of, you know, he couldn't even really dribble a basketball. And now he's just, he looked like a completely different player coming into the bubble. Um, so I, I don't think anything made me happier than seeing OG have his like moment. And, and just um, like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell the me. way that he like his interview after was so perfect when he's like, I mean, I don't shoot trying to miss. Like, I have been so cocky for no reason since he said that. Like, that's like my <laughs> mantra right now. Like anything I do, I'm like, do I want to wear this p- for a pink coat to r- like rake leaves in my front yard? Yeah, I don't shoot trying to miss. Like, it's just <laughs> so this unnecessary energy that he gave me and he has no idea that he did it. OG energy is, always. It's so yeah. organically him. Like it's not yeah. like he's put up a front or anything. It's literally like if you follow OG, like that was the most expected like OG quote ever. He's just it, it was just and it's funny too because you don't know if he's trying to be funny if he's being serious, but it's so OG. Like I just I love that kid so much and I can't wait to see what he looks like next season and especially with some work on his handle. Uh that that was definitely in my top five for most memorable moments of the 2020 season. Well, speaking of the Raptors, I have another Raptor that's um, one of the top five moments of the 2020 NBA season for me, and that is Terrence Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, because <laughs> remember when the dude became like an anti-masker? <laughs> <laughs> was that and literally he like was like posting anti-mask information and then he cut a hole in his mask and then like then he wasn't like on allowed on social media like that was deleted he wasn't on he didn't post for a few days and then every single post that you saw that the raptors did on instagram on twitter everything was a picture of Terrence Davis wearing a mask like we get it you told him he has to wear a mask and he can't make a hole in it so watching Terrence Davis was just that whole story for those few days was so entertaining it's because he was like so he was like our baby for like since the word go like since he came to the team he was like we're like he's so perfect he's the future and then he has to go do something so dumb and we're like Terrence we were just disappointed in you as soon as he did that, he started playing like crap. It's almost like the universe was like, okay, can you chill the, chill yeah. the hell out? Like, please. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, that, I even forgot about that. But, yeah, no, Terrence, baby, if you're listening to this, you're probably not. But if you're listening to this, we love you. Um, Keep your mask on. <laughs> get the vaccine when it comes out. I know your ass is going to try not to get the vaccine. <laughs> Do you hear me? you know he's gonna be one of them is like nah like <laughs> i'm gonna wait for the sheeple to get it first <laughs> Back to you, Terrence. we love you okay 
anyway but you know who is probably listening to this which brings me to like another moment that i just remembered chris boucher (laughs) (laughs) well chris boucher me (laughs) do you you remember when he he called out william lou for saying something about him and but like it's not even that he called him out it's that he admitted to listening to these basketball podcasts (laughs) Like, those <laughs> men were so I hear what you say about me, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you could tell he literally went through every podcast was like, I know what you're talking about me. <laughs> so I'm going to need you to cut that out. <laughs> that oh, was, my God. No, how that- do you think Will reacted to that when he got that notification? And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> we should ask him. Will. Come on the pod and tell us all about the Chris Boucher interruption. How did you feel? What would you guys do in that situation? I feel like I'd just deactivate. I feel like, okay, nice knowing everybody. My career's over. I'm gone. I feel like no, I you have purpose. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, you have to low-key just laugh about it. Like, you yeah. can't be too... Because if you take it too personally, then he's going to hold it hold it against you. Like, when he yeah. sees you, he's gonna, you have to, like, go laugh it off and act like it was all, you know, jokes. I feel like I was reading it and I was like, I feel like I read the tweet. I don't remember what it was right now, but I read the tweet and I was like, well, I mean, like, Will has a point. He's not saying anything wrong. Yeah. I don't remember what the point was, but he had it. (laughs) But that was during quarantine too, right? So he must have been Uh, bored. Bored of the (laughs) Bored. Nah, they didn't have anything to do. But, um... Yeah, no, that was that was a hilarious moment. That's why I was like, let me just <clears throat> hope nobody nobody actually follows me from the Raptors because I talk too much shit. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much shit. Does anybody have another moment? I have one more. Um, okay, do yours. Uh, I think, well, my last one, which is probably the most important one, was the Milwaukee Bucks boycott. That was really dope to see. I think we were all like on the TL, all on our like, all on Twitter and just like watching to see if the game was going to happen and that if they were like going to take a stand and they did. And well, the the murder of like George Floyd happened in their backyard. So it was it was really, really inspiring and really cool to see. And I was like, I know this is like I was so emotional knowing that they were boycotting. It was just like, wow, like they're taking all the power they have and they're using it and everybody followed suit so that was that was really cool to see yeah and even before that I mean back in like May when all of the protests were happening and like Jalen Brown drove some crazy amount of time like 16 hours from like Boston to Atlanta and like Malcolm Brogdon was out there like with Justin Anderson and everybody was just like on the front lines it was amazing I think um, Russell Westbrook and DeMar DeRozan were out in like LA yeah yeah which was it was just so cool to see also, shout out to Kyrie, because I feel like Kyrie has been right about many things. Yeah. And because he's a little bit um, different, and he's low-key a whole tech. People don't <laughs> take But I want to come out and say, Kyrie, you're right about everything. And, yeah. Um, you should be listened to. And shout out to you for stepping in and um, taking the heat um, for uh, players that don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I respect Kyrie so much um, because he knew that essentially if the season didn't continue, he would be blamed and he was willing to take the heat for that. 
Yeah. Frankly, I don't even think he wants to continue playing basketball. Uh, he just does it for a paycheck. But like, shout out to him for yeah. having principles and standards and standing by them. Like, and he donated a bunch of that salary mm-hmm. to the, the WNBA. WNBA. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. He um he talks that talk, walks that walk. Um, yeah, and, uh, vibes those vibes without a coach. <laughs> He's really about it, and I really respect him. Um, yeah. I love Kyrie. Um, and I'm dying to see what that team looks like next season. So that's- was it was it this? It was this year that Woj wrote that article about the disruptor. Yeah. yeah. So on the opposite, like, no shout out to Woj. You're annoying as hell. Like, yeah. No. You're definitely not listening, but we don't buy it. <laughs> that man, that was the mess. The disruptor? Because he cares about police brutality and he it's an issue that's affecting him and his community. Like, oh, just such a... And then he cares about other players that may not be able to have a voice the way that he can. He wants to stand up for them. What is your yeah. issue? Yeah. Okay. Disruptive. This is a very pro-Kyrie and anti-Woj pod for anyone listening for the first time. <laughs> if, if you haven't figured it out yet. Woj, that includes you. Shams, yeah. you too. Didn't Woj get fired this year or something? What happened with Woj this year? No, his career was on pause for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because he told that, I think it was like a, a senator or something. He tweeted, um, fuck you to a senator or something. Oh, yeah. You guys remember? Oh, he emailed yeah. them and the, the senator yeah. put a screenshot of the right. email. Yeah. Right. And then they're like, <laughs> relax. Oh, like, you're, you know, we could replace you with Shams if we really want to. We put him straight right away. Speaking he- of Shams, though, like another moment that I'm never going to forget is he tweeted out that Donald Trump had coronavirus. That's how I found out. Is that how you guys found out? Too? Yeah, I got a notice because <laughs> I, I have Shams way. notifications yeah. on. No? And, and I was like, like, wait, Donald, wait, Shams, wait, what? Like- he said breaking news and everything. I was like, oh, no, like, you guys are not serious. Shams not serious with life, bro. Like, how, how, how? That was, that was amazing. Shout that out was to- amazing. Shout out to him, still. Yeah. I want to know, know how he got the source, though. Yeah. I don't think he was the first person to come out with it. I think he was just the first basketball person to come no, out with it. No, but he had the breaking news. Nobody had tweeted it or, like, said anything. Shams had the breaking news that the president of the United States had had coronavirus. My theory is that he got the news from Dennis Rodman, who got the news from Kim Jong-un, his, like, BFF. That's my my personal theory. Oh, my God. That could make sense. That's hilarious. Did you guys see, speaking of Dennis Rodman, the way he opened up Yeezys? Yes. What the hell was that? He is literally agent <laughs> chaos. That was so chaotic. I was I was upset chaos. watching him open up sh- a shoebox. Can you imagine having to play against him? No. <laughs> Look at what he's doing to boxes, just casually. Just ripping them open. Like oh. Tyler Harrow probably watched that and like cried himself to sleep. That's why he had a shitty game tonight because he watched the way that Dennis Rodman opened a box. It's Dennis Rodman's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Um, a moment that I won't forget, Raptors related, of course. Um, the 30 point comeback. Oh 30 point comeback. Yes. Um, carrying everybody on his back as per usual. Um, being so stubborn that he refused to lose to Ur- was it Orlando? No, it was no uh Matt Dallas. Mavs. The Mavs, right? Yeah. 
Oh god. I always mix up Orlando and Mavs for, for whatever reason. Um no, shout out to Larry for refusing uh to lose um and carrying the team on his back. That G League <laughs> team, the third triggers on his back and and winning a game that they literally had no business winning. Yeah. Um I remember the fact that I didn't actually watch that game. I turned it off after um I saw the score and we were losing by like 32 or something points. I was like, "Okay, see ya." And then I come back on the TL. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, Larry. Oh my god, right? We came back and won." I was like, "Wait, what? What did I miss? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean?" And I had to go back and like watch it, but I I, I ruined the moment for myself because I, I I wasn't on the timeline watching with everybody, and I regret that. So from this from that game forward, um, even when they're they're shitting the bed, and I know for a fact that the game's over. I forced myself to watch to the last um, minute. So shout out to Larry for that game because that was amazing. Yeah, you just saw him like hobbling off the court after that game. Like, he needs an ice bath. Get him a nice bath right now. Yeah, no, that was amazing. Okay, so those were all really good um, moments from the 2020 NBA season that we really won't forget. Um, it was an interesting season to say the least, and that conversation proves it. Uh, we want to move on to another segment that we're doing today, uh, which is we are um, giving out 2020 NBA season superlatives. What better way to end the NBA season uh, than with some superlatives? So um, I will ask, I will say a superlative and let you ask you guys which one you, th- which NBA player you think this applies to. So the first one, and I think we're kind of all in agreement with this one, is the golden toilet bowl brush, which goes to the player who always cleans up his team's shit. So who do you guys think this goes to? Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Hands down. And Sandy just explained it. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's amazing. Like, we're not in the playoffs. That, like, that, that game that, where he passes the ball to OG for that three-pointer over taco fall over taco falls like that makes sense such a 2020 thing um yeah no like Lowry's just been amazing this season um whenever we've needed him he's been there uh he's just I just don't even have the words to describe how much I love him and I I I want to find a way to keep him young forever so we don't have to have a game a team without Larry as our point guard, um, yeah. you know. Uh, and again, like the thirty-point comeback is is proof of what that man can do when he puts his mind to it. Um, his stubbornness just re- just he just refuses to lose games um, when he knows there's a chance to get back in it. And um, yeah, no, shout out to Larry. Yeah, the wear and tear he puts on his body, and we all know this because of. Kelsey's uh Kyle Lowry uh charges ticker oh yeah <laughs> <I don't, laughs> what he does to his body for the team unmatched you definitely are the player who cl- always cleans up his team's shit so the golden toilet bowl brush goes to you dude <laughs> okay so the next one um the next superlative is most likely to be in a fight he didn't know he was in Ooh. 
Just okay. someone who's like not all there all the time, basically. Just vibing. Just vibing. I was going to say OG only because like when he had that like back and forth with Gobert in the, during their last game against them, the Jazz before the season came to an end. He like he didn't like he was being aggressive, but he didn't he he wasn't like he wasn't taking it that serious to the point where he was going to like actually like throw hands, you know, and when they threw him out of the game, he was like, OK, cool. Like, do I exit left? Like, I'm, I'm out of the game. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And he's like, OK, bye. Like, I have I, I guess I should come up with another answer. Hmm. Who's not all there? Kelsey, do you have somebody in mind? I was just thinking of was it last year, the year before, when Nikola Miritich and Bobby or um who was it? Bobby Portis, yeah, got in a fight on the same team and Nikola Miritich fractured like his orbital bone because he got punched in the face by Bobby Portis. So I feel like that was an example of actually being in a fight you didn't know you were in. So maybe that one. <laughs> yeah. That's also, a good maybe, answer. Maybe Kyle Kuzma because he's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna I, say that too, but I was just like, that's kind of mean. And he just he is a champion now. Ugh. He's on a champion team now, yeah. He's on, yeah. <laughs> he didn't do much to earn it. <laughs> like, what did he do? He wanted to wring his neck so many times. Oh my god. Um, for me, I don't know why, but I'm like leaning towards J.R. Smith because I just feel like he's like constantly not present because he's like stoned or something. <laughs> So That's somebody true. would just come up to him and like punch him and he'd be like, yo, what? Like, why'd that happen? <laughs> like, or like, I feel like he'd be the type, like his friends are like fighting and he's like in there. And then after he's like, so what was that about? <laughs> like, he's like ride or die like that, which I respect J.R. Smith. Yeah. So. Like he's always ready to have somebody's back. That's good. That's a yeah. good one. Okay. So the next superlative, most likely to die first in a horror movie. Hmm. Mm. both Morris brothers together because they just do dumb shit on the daily <laughs> you're exactly. so right they just be like oh I can take this whatever like exactly coming at them and they get shot first yeah or like murdered by the alien <laughs> yeah for sure They'd be like we could take him bro we can take him and it's like Jason Voorhees <laughs> I caught this <laughs> yeah and like Jason's not even a serial killer at that point yet. He just like doesn't like them and they're like walking behind him on the street. And he's like, Yeah, you weren't my target, but why not? Yeah, the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next one. Most likely to win an Oscar. Who's the most dramatic NBA player? LeBron. James Harden. LeBron. Oh yeah, James Harden's pretty dramatic. Yeah. Russell Westbrook. He's pretty dramatic too. Chris Paul. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. And they all friends. seem to be like friends. Yeah. <laughs> the there team? seems to be a pattern with that like click over there. Yeah. So it's not like best actor. It's like best picture. And it's all of them. It's the <laughs> banana boat crew. Okay. The player most likely to bail you out of prison. Not LeBron. Not LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, they did that shit. <laughs> Leave them. Yeah. 
Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. You're right. Kyrie's the ride or die for anyone. He knows you are not your worst mistake. Yeah, yeah. He's... <laughs> He said we need to abolish the prison industrial complex anyway. So yes, free my homie. <laughs> and then he give you a lecture on the way home, but he'd still do it for you. You'd be like, you know, man, we're like better than this. Yeah, we can do more. <laughs> Let me show you how we can do more. How we can make a change. I love that, man. Hold this crystal, bro. Hold this crystal. <laughs> <laughs> the NBA Fashionista Award. Serge. PJ Tucker. Ooh. Who did Serge. you say, Kelsey? PJ Tucker. Ooh. That's close. Okay, I want you guys to say why you think that person's better than the other. Because these are both really good choices. Serge is consistent with his looks. Like, consi- did you remember when he was injured and he was on the bench in that, like, nice-ass suit? Do you all remember that? And I was just like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, God, that man is beautiful. Okay. And he can dress his ass off. And if he was not a basketball player, he would definitely be a model. But one of those models who actually like knows how to dress themselves. And he goes to fashion week, like all the time. He's like like, front row invited by all the guests. And he has a show where he like dresses his teammates that clearly don't know how to dress. I'm waiting for Kyle to end up on that show because Lord knows. <laughs> wears is a tra- is a tracksuit. The man loves his sweatpants. <laughs> Adidas shoes, and that's just about it. Sometimes Guys, he's in business attire. <laughs> Kyle's always ready. He's ready to like rip them off and go play ball. Literally, has his basketball shorts right under his whatever <laughs> pants he's wearing. So, like, I don't know. I think it goes to Serge automatically. I don't even think it's a question. Like, I don't think if you had to compare PJ to Serge. That PJ would have any say in, like, in terms of fashion, absolutely not. No way. PJ Tucker has the greatest sneaker collection in the world, and everything that he has is like ready wear. Like, there's nothing that, like, I've seen so many things that PJ Tucker wore. Like, he wore a Dries Van Noten co- coat that I've been looking for for like years. It was like a floor length plaid coat. He wore it to uh, All Star Weekend once, I think. And like everything that he wears, I'm like, I would wear that. There's nothing that Serge wears that would really fit on the body type of anyone other than Serge Ibaka. I understand that. But That's I true. think if you have a body like that, why are you even trying to uh, like dress to appeal to people who could never look like you? For what? He has a perfect body. Why don't you wear clothes for your perfect body? Like you, <laughs> he has a body where you can wear literally anything on it. And because he's so tall and so like built, it just... He just he can wear the most interesting things because he has the body for it. I think why why not? And he he knows that. So I, I think that's the difference is he knows that and PJ Tucker doesn't. And PJ Tucker just wears shit that's cool. Like Serge yeah. wears things that are fancy. PJ wears things that I'm like, that looks really cool. Like he's always with the trends. He like sets yeah. trends. Whereas in Serge wears things that like I 20 disagree. years ago they were good looking and 10, 20 years. Now they're still being good. You don't think that Serge wears things that are like not Serge even is timeless. timeless. PJ yeah, is with Serge the times. Is timeless. Yeah, that's good. I like that, Kelsey. Wow. Serge is like fashion dad, and PJ is like cool dad. Mm-hmm. 
I feel I like PJ Tucker wins this one. <laughs> Absolutely not. You guys are crazy. Okay, we'll put it to yeah. a vote. We'll put it to a vote. Everyone who listens to this, tell us who is the better dresser, Sergi no, Baca or PJ Tucker. And no Raptors bias, okay? Raptors bias. because Actually, we'll current Raptors bias. <laughs> yeah. Serge, you guys know this already. Don't let her convince you otherwise. This is crazy. Okay, so I think this next one is going to be a hot debate, too. The best beard. I personally think it's Jalen Brown. He's got a good That's beard. A good beard on a handsome, handsome man. Jalen Brown has a really good beard. Um, I was going to say Tyson Chandler. Ooh. He's got a good one, too. Tyson Chandler and Kylo Quinn. Kylo Quinn has a perfect beard. It fits his face perfectly. It looks good with or without glasses. Kelsey's like investigated this. I I have, yeah. It's not. I still think it's Jalen. He just looks so good with that beard. He does. It really Um, suits him. I wonder what he looks like without it. I know. I'm always curious when I see these guys in beards, like what they look like when it's. I mean, we know what James Harden looks without a beard. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) I'm still not convinced that his beard's real. I'm convinced that he like takes it off every night, and then so he can like go to the strip club and not be noticed. Like I feel like it's like a wig. (laughs) That he just he like, has like beard plugs or something. Yeah, it's like Velcro. <laughs> That's why okay. he's always flopping because he doesn't want anyone touching his face. Yeah, get off of me! He doesn't want it to yeah. fall off. <laughs> like Donald Trump's like toupee when the wind goes by too intensely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. Most likely to work for the CIA after their NBA career. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I'm going to say Adam Silver because he is a snake. <laughs> he is a snake. He is a snake, like, quiet. Like, he thinks he's on your... He, like, pretends like he's on your side. He gets information out of you. Uh, like, the way he treated Masai, he acted like he was, like, acting so professional this entire time. And, like, that's how, like, the leader of the organization is supposed to act. And he comes around and, like, does... He's just, like... He just does really snaky things. And Lord very Voldemort quietly, yeah, yeah. Where he says like, re- like today um, during the Lakers ceremony, he's like, the this entire year we were fighting for racial equality, and not once did he say like police brutality. It's like, no, we're not fighting for racial equality. Yes, obviously we are, but there's also a clear reason that the NBA teams boycotted, and that was because of police brutality. Just say it out loud. Like, why are you always on the side of the state? Ugh, I just I just know he's a capitalist and I don't trust him at all. Of course he's a capitalist. I know. <laughs> like, right? It could be Steve Jobby too. Because he's already a boot-looking cop. So <laughs> <laughs> or I mean it could be Shams. He already he already got a Donald Trump <laughs> suit. Maybe Shams. he already does. <laughs> I think Kawhi would actually be a good CIA agent too. The way he kind of finessed the Raptors. Ooh. Like Kawhi he, would he be good. The Raptors. And he, he made it. And, and the Lakers. Like, to make it worse, he did it at Drake's house. And he brought the PG into Drake's house to, to finesse. So to break he, Drake's heart. Yeah. Like, I think everything that happened and that whole, like, chat that happened during the parade. Where it's like, five more years. And he's standing there, five more years with his face. 
He no, took a plant from one of us. He took a plant. No, he took a plant. He took and a plant from my friend's cousin. That was my friend Melanie's cousin. He took a plant no from Melanie's cousin. Yeah. The disrespect. You come into our home and we give you gifts and then you leave like that? Get out of my face. It's not even just leave. He left. He he it's he left, but he made sure that the Clippers yeah. ruined their whole future. So now they only have one more year to make it happen and he could just leave. So maybe he is a double agent. He's totally a, like he could totally be a CIA. Agent. Maybe he works for Justin Trudeau in the liberal, liberal government and he's doing this for Canada to get another ring here. He very well could be. That's the theory that I'm going to stick with from now on. <laughs> I think there's a chance if if um the Clippers brick and we have a really good season next season that he might want to come back. It's possible. We will welcome him. After the essay. (laughs) After we get the essay. (laughs) An apology essay. And he has to do a rendition of Miley Cyrus's The Climb because I feel like it's really fitting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. So we have two more questions. Most likely to sleep through an earthquake. I feel like this is going to go to another stoner again, and I'm going to go with Jared Smith again, because I just feel like he's just, he's just, you know, minding his business. I feel like he has deep sleeps. It's the Time Lord. It's got to be the Time Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he slept through practice, right? <laughs> Robert, what's his name? Robert Williams? Yeah, the Time Lord on, on Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be him. I mean, if he slept through practice, like your first practice as a rookie, that you got to be a deep sleeper because like that I is an earthquake up, like, yeah i would be up like shitting my brains out from nerves all night and he's just like oh man i missed practice for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> no big deal <laughs> just my entire dream yeah <laughs> okay and last question now this really isn't about um nba well this kind of is about the nba players but we also want to relate it back to dishes and dimes um the worst driver now this could be um any member of the Dishes and Dimes crew, or it could be an NBA player. Hmm. Worst NBA driver. Hmm. I feel like I wouldn't trust any scanter behind the wheel. <laughs> no. He just, he just would, like, it would be like, uh, it, like, you have to, canter, you have to, like, take a right here, and he'll be turning left, and be like, oh, like, sorry, my bad, huh? <laughs> like, he'd just be, yeah, he'd just be that guy. So I don't think I would trust him behind the wheel. Him and Dwight Howard. Oh, yeah, no, that's a great Oh, answer. Dwight Howard. I would, I would not trust that. Dwight Howard to push oh, a shopping absolutely. cart, let alone drive a motorized vehicle. <laughs> absolutely not. Any of the Morris brothers, they just oh. don't have any patience. Yeah. And then it's like, they just they're aggressive for absolutely common sense yeah there's gonna be a lot of road rage (laughs) i just the morris brothers i would not want to get in the car with them at all absolutely not okay now speaking of um drivers do we want to talk about uh i feel like like a lot of people on the tl were asking us um which one of the members of the dishes and dimes crew actually has their license i'm not answering this (laughs) so we have we have people who want to know our friends and our fans want to know we have to answer this question sandy (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm getting exposed here. Um, <laughs> I'm one of the many <laughs> that does not have a driver's license. And I'm not here to justify anything. I'm not here. <laughs> I'm not here to explain anything. I'm just telling you that I don't know how to drive. So if you need to go to the hospital, call an ambulance because I'm not gonna be driving. You'll both go into the ambulance if you if yeah, driving. I'm, not, I'm, I'm call somebody else who could drive. I'm not it. If you need help, call nine one one. Now Kelsey and I are um, adults, <laughs> so we have our license. Wow. We don't take our passport to the club. <laughs> I've aged out of the club, so, uh, and nobody, um, asked- oh, the lounge, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you don't go late at late at, out late at night without a passport, Sandy. <laughs> nobody asks for ID anymore. I'm old. Like even at the liquor store, like they're just like, uh, like, do I really need to ask? This but do you me? still keep your passport on deck just in case? I, I have a health card for a reason, Sidra. <laughs> Hey, it's, it's not, for, not for healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate what you're insinuating, okay? For you Americans, a health card is no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um healthcare. <laughs> also, like not to um pick on newer right now. Okay, so most of the um, members of Dishes and Dimes live in Toronto. So, like, I get it when people in Toronto don't have their license because you can kind of go anywhere on a streetcar or a subway. But, Noor, you live in, like, Caledon, Georgetown, or Brampton, one of them. <laughs> I think all three of them. How? How? <laughs> how do you get around in the GTA without a license? So, I mean, Noor, if also- you could please respond. <laughs> She's also the baby of Dishes and Dimes. Like, she's practically an infant, so. Yeah, but she's still of age to get a license. (laughs) (laughs) I think she's been of age for, like, five years now. (laughs) Sorry, Nora, I love you. (laughs) The good thing is, I love being in control, so I'm always down to be the designated Dishes and Dimes driver. The The D quadruple, D cubed. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, the decubed. So I, know, I was bad at math. <laughs> don't fret anyone. I also have a minivan, so we can all fit in it, and it's perfect. Okay. Let's see, Kelsey's <laughs> a real one. She's the MVP of the season. <laughs> Screw LeBron. <laughs> Screw Yanis. Oh man. Okay, that was um really fun. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, we also want to let you know that Dishes and Dimes is having a Zoom party um, on Halloween on October 31st at 12 uh, p.m. Um, so we're going to be all there dressed up. Uh, I'm going to be wearing a really stupid costume, but it's still a costume. <laughs> come dressed up, come not dressed up, whatever you want to do. Please just make sure you're wearing a shirt. Um, <laughs> and Unless, you're <laughs> Unless you're J.R. Smith. Unless you're J.R. Smith. Who probably still will not be shirted by the time Halloween rolls around. <laughs> Uh, but please join us for our, our Halloween fiesta that we are having on Halloween. Um, we can't wait to see you guys, and thanks for listening. Check us out on Basketball News, guys. Um, Kelsey 
um, Katie and um, Yaz are all writing on there, have great stories coming out. Um, check our Patreon. We have great things happening. Um, I don't want to say anything, but we have a great guest that might be appearing soon. So um, we're super excited. Um, there's going to be content. I don't know how great the content's going to be because the NBA season, we don't know when it's coming back. So you guys are just going to have to deal with us for the next however long, but we'll figure it out, okay? Uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. And vote for PJ Tucker as the best guest. Sir. <laughs> and tell Noor to get her license. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Thanks, Bye-bye. Guys.